None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the beautificent and bountiful Brent. <laughs> Speaking of bountiful, happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. Oh, yeah, you it know, is Cinco de it Mayo. Is. Just realized that not too long ago. <laughs> I love celebrating holidays that are about other countries. Yes. And instead of, you know, deeply understanding those countries. Right. Don't care. We can move to them and practice cancer quackery, <laughs> which seems to be, I think, isn't that what Cinco de Mayo is all about? I, I think, think it that's is. what we're celebrating. Yeah. That's what we're Medical doing today. freedom. That's what we're <laughs> celebrating. So, yeah. What are we talking about exactly today, huh? Well, as you might have guessed, we're still talking about cancer quacks and cranks. And today we're focusing on the legal side of things. We're focusing on these morons and delinquents and <laughs> cranks and con artists and scumbags either going to jail or getting sued yes and believe me it is beautiful <laughs> so brent do you want to start i think you're up first yeah here we go so the hoxie treatment so let's uh i'm gonna get this right out of the right out of the way off the bat hoxie is spelled it's spelled h-o-x-s-e-y i mean when i first pronounced it i was reading it hoaxy hoaxy get it uh, <laughs> you know that <laughs> should be the proper it. name ah yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to keep it accurate, though. So it's, I'm going to say Hoxie, right? Hoxie. H-O-X-S-E-Y. Yeah, that's that's how I pronounce it. Hawk. Yeah. Like, you're, you're going to hawk something. Yeah. Which hopefully these too. morons are going to have to do after they get sued by their victims. <laughs> They're going to have to hawk all their goods. <laughs> and it also, it reminds me of Banksy. It rhymes yeah. with Banksy. So these these folks, like, Hoxie is the Banksy of being a real dickhead. Like, that's <laughs> what I think. That's what he is. That's all he is. Yeah. So let's get into it. The Hoxie treatment was invented in 1840 by John Hoxie. It's an herbal formula made from a mixture of flowering wild plants and grasses that grew in a pasture where John Hoxie's horses grazed. These horses, yeah, it's nice. These horses apparently had cancerous tumors on their legs that eventually went away, and John Hoxie assumed that these wild plants and grasses were the cause of the disappearing tumors, which is exactly how things work. That's uh, that's why your mom always gives you Campbell's chicken noodle soup. If you eat it, it'll literally cure your sickness. It's not the antibiotics that the leadest doctor prescribed you. It's not how that works. If you eat McDonald's, then die later that night because of a brain aneurysm, you can comfortably conclude that the cheeseburger did actually kill you. It's just, just take one on one. It's one on one. Yeah, definitely. I want to issue a slight correction. I think you mm-hmm. meant the antibiotics your elitist doctor over prescribed oh, you. Oh, that's right. Oh, boy. Yep. Let yep. I me mean, just edit this now. Yeah, we're making super bugs literally everywhere. <laughs> one day they're going to melt our flesh into a goopy paste. Yeah. And all because of medical elitism. Hashtag medical freedom. <laughs> uh, the tyranny. Hoxie collected some of the plants from the pasture and added some old-timey home remedies for cancer. Yeah, you can't you can't just do these plants. You got to add oh, stuff. No. Yeah, you can't just yeah, you got to add a little bit of a uh, little magic here. I'm pa- I'm picturing paprika, which is like a little anti uh, anti-cancer spice, maybe a little cinnamon, I don't know. No, I, I don't think that's right. That's Everyone knows wrong. coriander is the anti-cancer <laughs> spice of choice. That's true. That is true. So, you know, he mashed all that up into an he mashed all that up into an herbal mix treatment for cancer. He he gave this concoction to some other horses afflicted with cancer near his farm in southern Illinois. And I was reading this and I was like, you know what? I lived in southern Illinois for a spell. I, oh, that's don't ask right. Me you why. did. Yeah, I don't ask me why. I was thinking for a second, you know, I was like, I literally don't know why I live there. I don't know why I live there. And then I remembered, oh, 
Yeah, I was there with some friends just to party a lot, I guess, because um, it was like a party school, SIU. And we just partied a lot, hung out. But uh, anyway, apparently a lot of horses with cancer were there, so I wasn't aware of that. So this entire account is recorded in Hoxie's own autobiography called You Don't Have to Die. Good title. The subtitle, <laughs> yeah, the subtitle was Just Give Me Your Money, but the publisher advised against it. Yeah, good call. That's not going to That's not gonna sell units. <laughs> So just kidding, that's not really a title. Actually, they did have an actual subtitle, and it was called The Amazing Story of the Hoxie Cancer Treatment. Also, full disclosure, I don't want I don't want us to get into any legal trouble. Uh, you tr- definitely have to die. <laughs> that's the transhumanist revolution hasn't yep. happened yet. You gotta. It's just it's just part of the package. I'm sorry. <laughs> not a problem. All right. In this book, Hoxie states that this treatment aims to restore physiological normalcy. Mm. Unfortunately, phys- I know, I don't know. Unfortunately, this physiological normalcy is only possible if you have horse legs. So this treatment is for centaurs only, unfortunately. So, yeah. W- well, although you know, I think just- there are possible applications, you know, if mm-hmm. Medusa's head with all those snakes, if they get <laughs> tail cancer or something. Oh, yeah. I think God. it's just, it's a mythological cure, right. which yeah. makes sense because... You know, the idea that it's a cure is a myth anyway. Um, So you have to be a non-existent creature for it to work. Right. Um, Also, (laughs) I I think it's normalcy. Oh, you're right. Normalcy. I I do like normalcy. That makes it sound more important. I do too. I like it better. I read that completely wrong. Normalcy is not correct. You're right. I'm wrong. It's That's the new way of saying it. (laughs) We have just, we're bucking trends. We're making a new trend. Normalcy. (laughs) All right. So in Hoaxie's... Up. Sorry, Hoxie's same thing. <laughs> Freudian slip, if oh, I do boy, say much, so. Much in Hoxie's book, he actually lists the exact ingredients that go into this treatment for all cases of cancer, both internal and external. So he's not like but, that Greek guy. He's actually no. telling you what's in it. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But specifically in horse legs, obviously, but that's just a given. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, uh, the ingredients include potassium iodide. Combined with some or all of these substances on a case-by-case basis, obviously. I some mean, or on. all. <laughs> That's like a real quote. I, according like a little to bit more precision, <laughs> I have to admit. Yeah. yeah. All right. According to Hoxie, licorice. Licorice. So, But it's not red or black. I, I don't know. It doesn't say if it's red or black. So it doesn't specify. I guess you just wing it and making your own at home if you're going to do well, this. Yeah, red licorice, though, that's not really licorice. No, let's be honest. Yeah, it's the, bla- the black like stuff is what black. you want. Right. All the best cancer I'm... cures are black. That cancer <laughs> stuff was black. This stuff. Yep, that's true. It's clear. <laughs> uh, red clover. Hey, this must be from that song Crimson and Clover was about. That's what it was about. The Hoxie Cure. And then a bunch of random roots. Crimson and Clover. (laughs) Wah, 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 wah. Your cancer is over. That's the song, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is. I don't know if if those cats are in it, but. Oh, there's cats. No, there's some like. It's like wow, wow. There are people in the background being like wow, wow, wow. Uh, oh, okay. You're Crimson. you're insulting my singing oh. voice. <laughs> no. I thought you were bringing up a genuine concern about my cat in the background, <laughs> terrifying me here. <laughs> I actually haven't heard um, I haven't heard your cat. Oh, he will. So far, he, he yeah, will. will by the end of this. <laughs> he hates this. He's like, stop podcasting. Can't stand a closed um. door. <laughs> so here's the roots: burdock root. Stilngia, Stilngia root, I don't know if that's how you say that, Berberis root, Poke root, Cascara, Aramaic, what? Aromatic USP 14, artificial flavor. Uh, and, 
and <laughs> selling and prickly out. ash bark. Ow! God, yeah. I mean, at least it's not like shark fin, but you know, that's good, I guess. Yeah, especially that shark tooth. So, I guess it's right. kind of... shark tooth. And buck thorn bark. Ouch, again, that's not very painful. Oh. It's got to really hurt. Can't cure your cancer without it really hurting you for no reason. The last two are no longer on the official list of ingredients offered by the treatment. So enjoy the new and improved Hoxie anti-cancer formula now with no bark. Hooray! So I guess its bark used to be worse than its cancer bite. (laughs) Now they're finally the same. (laughs) No bark, no cure. (laughs) (sighs) Hoxie also offered topical treatments for tumors. Ah, good old topical treatments that used, we've mentioned before, some of the same ingredients such as bloodroot. We've covered this on early, early or previous podcasts. If you're really into the uh, blood salve, this these episodes, it's a lot of unoriginal cranks. They're yeah. just ripping off other scam artists, so which true. in a way I really like. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with that. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, at the same time, you know, get original, get something fun yeah, with it. Try something else, right? You've already got the whole horse leg story going on. Don't, you know, fall back on the same old tricks. <laughs> Stick with the horse leg plant story. Never go wrong with the horse legs. So the cancer cure was passed to John Hoxie's son, and then finally to his son, Harry Hoxie, in 1919. Apparently, Harry Hoxie was well known for his confrontational and flamboyant demeanor. <laughs> um, so I don't, I guess, you know, con do actually have this. I guess a lot of smoke and mirrors, you know, to catch you off guard with their overconfident abrasiveness. And nothing says real medicine like a confrontational and flamboyant <laughs> demeanor. <laughs> That's so what true. I'm sitting when I'm laying in that hospital bed, right. sick to my stomach and just mm-hmm. terrified about what my future holds. I want a guy coming in with some real pizzazz. Yeah, just real, real pizzazz up in your face. Yeah, get up in your face. Like, what are you doing? Just yeah, right that's there. what I want. Yep. This guy knows <laughs> treatment and medicine. Yeah. Harry's father implored him to use this herbal miracle mixture to treat people with cancer. In his own words, in quotes, if need be, in defiance of the high priests of medicine. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I know. I, I know. I hate when I'm at the hospital and I always have to take communion and do confessional. It's like really annoying. And here's the body of Christ to treat your pneumonia. Here you go. There was actually in, a, in Henry Ford Hospital, they have a chapel for all faiths. It's like a universal faith chapel kind of thing for people to use. Um, and I assume that's where these doctor priests, they pray to Hippocrates <laughs> and Monsanto and Bayer and all the rest of big pharma. We're paying their bills. That's their new gods. Uh, so true. Harry's father was a veterinarian surgeon and was the first to administer his herbal remedy to people with cancer. So Harry Hoxie was the one who made this treatment famous. Yeah, so John was the original, and then mm-hmm. Harry was the kind of the front man. Yeah. He was the one who really, you know, pushed it. Yep. It's never a good sign when it's the veterinarian that has the breakthrough in human medicine. You know, I could just imagine... <laughs> You know, the inpatient forms you have to fill out. So like, like, no, I don't have a tail. Like, why is this asking me if I have four legs? You know, that's pretty presumptuous. It is. Yep. So first clinic offering the Hoxie treatment was opened in the early 1920s. That's where all our best ideas came from, by that's the way. Right. The that's right. It all stems from the 20s. Yep. The 1950s, the Hoxie Outpatient Clinic in Dallas, Texas, was one of the most famous and largest privately owned cancer centers in the world. It wasn't just in Dallas. There was a Hoxie Clinic in 17 other states. And its prime Hoxie reported to have 10,000 patients under this treatment. His gross annual income around this time was $1.5 million. Is that, uh, bef- did you do an inflation check on that? I don't, oh, no, that I didn't do. So that's in, that. that's in 1950s money. That's true. Oh. 
that's too much. That's too much money. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, that's, uh, and teachers make nothing. So let's just keep that in mind. Yeah, well, they're also not curing cancer. So, you know, mm. um, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> well, Texas has to Good deal point. with this a lot. This is, uh, it seems Texas gets a lot, lots of these folks. And uh, Texas also knows how to deal with these assholes, which we're going to see later on in the episode. A little bit of a spoiler. Yep. So what did the medical industrial complex think of Harry Hoxie? Well, he was their worst nightmare. Enemy number one. Hoxie frequently had to shut down several of his clinics for practicing without a medical license. See, that's how they get you. You want to practice medicine in this town? Not so fast, buddy. Let me see your license. Typical liberal nonsense. It's tyranny, Mr. Producer. Tyranny. You know, it's you know, I think it's fair though. You know, I I'm a bug man and I need a license to be a bug man. So, if I need a license to to like mix a chemical and spray some shit on somebody's grass. I think if you're going <laughs> to operate on somebody and open up their guts, you should probably need a license too. <laughs> you know, then again, you know, I'm just, I'm just another liberal tyrant. You yeah, know? Yeah. So what do I know? <laughs> I just love tyranny of yeah. regulating dangerous pursuits. Yeah, exactly. So there have been no clinical trials of Hoxie treatment. In the 1950s, there were several record reviews, though, and one was in 1954 when a group of physicians visited the Hoxie clinic. They supposedly inspected the clinic, spoke with patients, looked at medical documents, and concluded that the Hoxie clinic was, quote, successfully treating pathologically proven cases of cancer, both internal and external, without the use of surgery, radium, or x-ray. Also, that the patients remain symptom-free in excess to live five or six years after treatment. They also noted that Hoxie treatment is superior to such conventional methods um, of treatment as x-ray, radium, and surgery. Small problem, though, none of this data this group of physicians based this conclusion on can be found in any journal or in e even in Hoxie's own book. So, yeah. Oh, pedantic details. <laughs> they saw these patients doing great. Yeah, Isn't exactly. that enough? It's all about oh, word of mouth. You and your quantitative analysis and your <laughs> statistical significance uh, and your uh. randomized control trials. Oh, <laughs> you make me want to puke. So a review of Hoxie treatment and facilities was conducted in 1957 by a panel of faculty members of the University of British Columbia. The result for over half of the patients from British Columbia was either death or spreading of their cancer. Wait, what? Or spreading. Yeah, spreading their cancer. Yeah, they're spreading their cancer around. You, know they're, around. you know, they're giving it out to people. <laughs> What's you spread happening? your money around, you spread your cancer around. <laughs> I didn't know cancer was contagious, but, you know, again, Oops. I'm just a liberal tyrant. <laughs> and nearly... A fourth of patients, there is zero proof that the patients ever even had cancer in the first place. That's so a really, that's, 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 that's an easy case to cure. I think I can yeah. handle that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have cancer and now you're cured from not having cancer. So this is a great idea if you really want to get ahead in the scamming sick and vulnerable people out of their hard-earned money business. You first convince them that they have a disease, then offer them a fake cure for the fake disease. For a price, of course, it kind of sounds like religion. But this isn't a religion studies podcast. This is a geologically accurate podcast only. I mean, it, it is kind of a religious studies podcast. The first <laughs> series was on the book of Revelation. <laughs> That's true. I uh, forgot about that already. Short memory. That's why you can't remember why you went to Southern Illinois. You can't even remember what podcast we've done. <laughs> Where am I right now? What? I just started getting recording. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. All I know is I I'm know. in a closet. <laughs> it's getting very warm in here. I'm scared. It's so dark. <laughs> For nearly one-tenth of the patients, the study found that these patients had a curative treatment, a.k.a. legit medical treatment, before arriving at the Hoxie Clinic. 
In only a single case of external cancer did they conclude that hoxy treatment did even a slight effect on the disease and conventional treatment would have yielded much better results. This is a really common trick I've found is you get your cancer cured by real medicine yep. while doing some bullshit. Right. And then you claim that the bullshit is what cured your cancer. That's right. So this true. is a real, this happens a lot. Yes, it does. So in 1930, Hoxie, along with the controversial broadcaster Norman G. Baker, fell under legal trouble while operating the Baker Institute in, in Iowa. So they faced multiple lawsuits for, yet again, practicing medicine without a license. But getting a license is so annoying. Ugh. I mean, come on. Yeah, you can't combine a confrontational non-doctor with a controversial <laughs> broadcaster. The powers that be just won't have That's it. Right. That's that too is, yeah, much. it is. That's so true. You could be controversial <laughs> if you're not very confrontational. Or you could be confrontational yeah. as long as you're not very controversial. <laughs> but you can't be both. It's so true. In 1956, the Food and Drug Administration Commissioner issued a public beware warning against Hoxie's treatment. These posters were hung in post offices and subway stations all across the country. I don't know if the FDA still does stuff like this. I, I really do like this a lot. It's like advertising war. It's kind of cool. These posters are cool. Yeah, I want a series of them in my house. I would yeah. love it. And I, I think I we posted one on our Instagram page. Yeah, which, I saw uh, that. that great. Saying that kind of makes you want to vomit a little, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but we will probably showing these more in the future. But yeah, they are super cool. Yeah. So these repeated run-ins with the FDA led eventually to the closing of the Dallas Clinic in the 1950s. The FDA messed with Texas and won. No, they messed they messed with a Texas charlatan and won. Oh, we're gonna find right. Texas can mess with these assholes too, and it's gonna be great. That's right. So Hoxie was forced to shut down all of his U.S. clinics in the early 1960s, and in 1963, with Hoxie's approval, a nurse who worked closely with Hoxie named Mildred Nelson started the Biomedical Clinic in, drumroll please, where else other than beautiful, lawless Tijuana, Mexico! Woo! Happy Cinco de Mile. Oh, God, I... It's they're not. It's not lawless. You're right. All right? We I can't know, say I that. Know. It's I these mean, assholes. I mean. They're just scum. Yep. <laughs> and this poor, this poor city. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I was actually doing a lot of yelping the other day about legitimate oncologists in Mexico. And nice. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I just want everyone to know that. So what did these assholes do? So Nelson died in 1999. And so did the biomedical clinic. What? And so did the... I wish. Um, and so the my, uh, the biomedical clinic was handed over to his sister, Liz Jonas. Her mm. sister, Liz Jonas. Yeah. So may you, you may now uh, be asking what happened to Mr. Mr. Hoxie himself. Hey, Brent, what he, happened to Mr. Hoxie himself? Thank you. Thanks for asking, Dylan. He died in 1974. Yes. Can you guess? Yes. Can you guess? <laughs> Can you guess what he died from? Uh, wishful thinking. Yep, correct. No, he died from prostate cancer. Oh, wait, but I thought he cured that. <laughs> well, it appears, okay, so it appears at least some some evidence, I guess, that he sort of believed it. You know, that, I don't know if this is, that, I don't know if that's true, but he basically, when diagnosed with prostate cancer, he actually did start to, you know, use his own treatment on his own, you know, his own bullshit cure on his cancer, but it didn't work, obviously. And then he died at the end. Oh, just so, kidding, just so, kidding. Oh, That's oh. not true. Oh, let me, yeah, so wait. Um, he actually, it doesn't end there because Mr. Hoxley uh, did attempt his own treatment, but then after he failed and opted for the very cancer treatments he railed against all his life, you know, those treatments like surgery and other standard medical cancer treatments, 
So lesson was he was a total hypocrite. The end. So oh, nope, so he nope, that's not uh, over. Oh, there's oh, oh, oh sorry, <laughs> still more. Let me finish. And here it is. It's not the end. There's even another twist. It's like we're watching an M Night Shyamalan movie marathon here. So after a long life of promoting fake cancer cure while railing against big medicine, then getting cancer using his fake cancer cure, it and it not working, then switching finally to actual medical treatment for cancer, Harry Hoxley d- died seven years later. The end. The end. end. Reviews by the FDA, the National Cancer Institute, American Cancer Society, MD Anderson Cancer Center, and Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, and the Medical Center for Studying Cancer in Horse Legs Only. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's a real place. All right. Um, All have found no objective evidence that this treatment provides any noticeable benefits to people with cancer. They obviously also do not advise the use of Hoxy treatment. The sale of the Hoxy treatment is banned in the U.S. by the FDA yeah, on September 21st, 1960, and is described as a worthless and discredited remedy for in a form of quackery. I like so, how they're using the word I quackery. Like yeah, I, did, I didn't realize that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, good job. I'm, I think I did a good job by calling these episodes <laughs> that. That's an official word. Yeah, that's really good. It's FDA approved. <laughs> All right, let's move on to something new. Zoetron therapy. Zoetron therapy. Which is a pretty fun word. I mean, that's, I mean, it sounds like some alien in a movie. I am Zoetron. <laughs> I come to conquer the human race. It's definitely a Martian sounding name. Yep. And I think there's really no better way to introduce Zoetron therapy than the very first line from the Wikipedia page on it. Zoetron therapy is an ineffective cancer treatment based on a large donut-shaped electromagnetic device, the Zoetron machine. Wow. (laughs) It's basically Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. And then the donut, it's got the five gems inside of it, and once they align, Thanos will be able to take over the world. I think that's the plot of Infinity War. It's about, it makes about as much sense. You actually just spoiled the whole movie. Oh, no. (laughs) I haven't even seen it. No, just kidding. I'm kidding. It's a... Here's a serious, here's a fun question. Is it possible to spoil a movie if you haven't seen it and you just guess? Is that spoiling it? I don't know. That's a good question. Mm. There's got to be another word for it, but it, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think it's spoiling. It's, it's not spoiling. If you haven't answered this, listeners, please send us an email at nondarecallinordinary.com. <laughs> Is spoiling possible if you've never seen it? Ooh, that's fun. So Zoetron therapy was originally called cell-specific cancer therapy. Um, which I prefer my cancer therapy to be cancer general. The cell general. Just kill some such cells or whatever, you know. <laughs> Just, uh, you know uh. Let's be laid back yep, about I this like kind that. of thing. This may, for some reason, this made me picture what it would be like to have a certain someone while campaigning to be president. Uh, that guy was a doctor. He'd be examining patients and writing his report, and he would just say, she had blood coming out of her, whatever. Just very vague. Yeah. So I, like, I like doctors that are just vague. Who would talk that way? I don't know. Eh, who knows? The name shall not be mentioned. Yes. So the the it was called the the clinic. So I couldn't find a name for this place. It was from all the sources <laughs> I've read. It was referred to I as did, the, I looked too. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. The so I'm just going to call it the CSCT clinic, which stands for Cell Specific <laughs> Cancer Therapy Clinic. Um, you know, I guess they were too busy curing cancer to deal with branding. <laughs> like I I I bet like the building just didn't have a name. It was just a nondescript building. <laughs> Which was also probably for legal reasons, so I kind of get why they would do that. So this clinic opened in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic in 1996, and then it moved to Tijuana, Mexico in 1998. Uh, Of course it did. Yeah, it's continuing a grand tradition (laughs) of frauds and hucksters, ruining the reputation of our Latin American neighbors. 
Yeah. Spoil alert, they shouldn't have moved to Mexico. They're going to get their asses handed <laughs> to them, and it's going to be great. Yeah. So I wonder if Zoetron therapy will continue in the beautifully ironic practice of charging loads of money for their treatments. You betcha. <laughs> Treatment originally cost $20,000. <laughs> So I'm gonna use I'm gonna use our time honored Tesla comparison approach. Oh, good. So that's half a Tesla. Whoa. Although in fairness, they did lower the price to fifteen thousand dollars in 1998. Ah. So now you can get both one eighth of a Tesla and untreated cancer. Ah, sign me one- up. Do I get a free Elon Musk enema? What? <laughs> <laughs> Too far. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> so, in actual fairness, and this is rare for us. Their promotional brochures said that they would offer their services for low or no cost for patients unable to afford it. And this was actually verified by Stephen Barrett of Quackwatch. He interviewed uh, some patients who visited the clinic and they said that, indeed, they didn't have to pay anything for this. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to offer your completely worthless product for free just to keep up appearances, I guess. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's fair. It's (laughs) worthless, so you pay nothing. I think that's what they should have done at the start, but you take what you can get. They got there eventually. (laughs) You know, I would love for these swine to have some piece of purity in their black hearts. Yeah. I bet they, I know that they owned a travel agency. And so all <laughs> these people, like, they, they had to go to the Caribbean or they had to go to Mexico to get yeah. these treatments. So, like, yeah, it's free. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, have you ever been on a cruise before? You know, I just know that they had some angle. Oh, yeah. Oh, to for get, sure. To still get money yeah. out of these people. <laughs> Oh, yeah, totally. I'm sure. And in 1997, CSCT even promised to refund dissatisfied patients in 1997. But since every patient who forked over 20 grand and left with nothing, CSCT quickly recognized the error of their ways and rescinded this policy. Mm. So, you know, even talking about where they were located and, you know, how they practiced and their price. You know, what exactly is Zoetron therapy anyway? Mm -hmm. Is it urine? Mm -hmm. Animas? Christmas bushes? <laughs> nope. ZT uses a new method in this series, magnets. How do they work? That's ICP. Oh, it's, I, I think the quote is, what is the manner in which they produce their effects? <laughs> I don't I think, think that's, that's really... I don't know. That's not how the song goes, though. I, that's oh. what's now happening. So the rest of the song goes, and I'm going to sing the song. I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to say it. This is You're the real rap it. I'm going to rap it. And I don't want to talk to no scientists. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. So true. So, so that true. is, I agree with that 100%. And it's on a plaque on my wall next to my diploma. Want, Did you ever get <laughs> I want to get that cross-stitched. I want to get that cross-stitched and <laughs> hang it on my wall. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Oh, cross-stitched. yeah. Just a beautiful oh, dude. Did you ever see that Vice documentary on, like, the gathering of the Juggalos? It's really funny, actually. No, I haven't. It's really funny because it's like you see a bunch of white people make up, like, organize a protest, something, but they're, like, kind of not really sure why they're there. They're just like, what, what are we doing here? I, I don't know. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, we're just kind of angry. Just, you know, we look we look like juggalos, you know? Let's let us have our time. Can we just be juggalos? Like, no one's stopping you. Just be juggalos. It was pretty I fun. heard that they there actually was a thing where, like, the FBI classified them as a terror group or something. Yeah, I think that happened. But the weird thing is, is this, this like, their protest was years after that happened or something. So it's just like, oh. why now? Like, I don't understand why 10 years later you're now. Or, it, it was, like, a long time ago. So it kind of came the out of nowhere. 10-year anniversary yeah. <laughs> of being taken off the terrorist watch list group. That's a good. That's a good celebration. Yeah, I'd be happy too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never. Time. Have you ever known a juggalo? I haven't. I would. I. I haven't really. I have known ICP fans, but I feel you got to take it up a notch to be a juggalo. Yeah, 
I that's my i guess you can't just be a casual icp fan you can't just be it's yeah not, yeah i, I mean t- i knew a guy who ate a lot of xanax and listened to icp <laughs> i don't think i mean he had two of the ingredients for being a juggler right. but i don't think he was all the he way didn't there go full like face paint and go to all the shows yeah yeah no he didn't do that that's he wore regular jeans yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got magnets. So how do they work? Well, the patient lies on a table, and he's surrounded by, like, as the Wikipedia article said, it's a donut. It looks like, from the picture I've seen, it's like a yellow nut. Ah. Like, as in nuts and bolts, you savages. God. (laughs) And this nut had a two-foot diameter. Oh, nuts, as in big, hairy balls. (laughs) Right? (sighs) No, spoiler alert. Sorry, that's coming up in the next That's coming up soon. I think. (sighs) We've... We've come so far. We have, we have. My bad. And we have. I went straight to we the have balls. So much, we have so, so far still to go. Yeah. So the therapist would listen for sounds the machine would make, indicating the presence of cancer cells. Uh-huh. So in other words, the therapist becomes a cancer whisperer. <laughs> I didn't know cancer they, was they make the sound, sound real mysterious. Oh, like, okay. oh, they have to listen and pay attention to these sounds and interpret them. But I really hope the sounds in question were just the machine saying, hey, I found some near the lymph nodes. <laughs> It's like Alexa or something, just like, you have found, we found some lip notes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I hope it is. (laughs) So this giant nut, what it was doing is it could apparently detect the vibrational differences between cancerous and non-cancerous cells. (laughs) Again with the vibrations. Yeah, good vibrations. It's really just Zoetron propaganda. That's all that song was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So once it found uh, these cancerous cells, it sent back their frequency, causing them to rupture while leaving healthy cells with good vibes intact. Mm. So, wait, what do we need the cancer whisperer for then? The machine is doing all the work, and I've seen the picture of this going on, and based on the picture and our discussion of the Milgram experience from last episode, I think people just feel better when a person with a lab coat and a clipboard is hanging around i think that's the only i think that's the only real thing that therapist is doing yeah we should just start wearing a lab coat and carrying a clipboard around town in our daily lives people respect every single thing that came out of our mouths at the checkout at the grocery store excuse me miss i'm afraid as i look down at my clipboard you're gonna have to let me get ahead of you in line it's serious and i'm wearing a lab coat and i have a clipboard thank you just just man use it a break cut everybody yep So how does CSCT explain Zoetron therapy? This is what they say about it. The energy used in the Zoetron device to disrupt the life cycle of the cancerous cells and cause cell death is magnetic energy from a specially contrived array of both permanent and electromagnets. The complex magnetic field so created and to which the patient is exposed is an extremely active field of phased incoherence, but one which, even so, operates at a very low Gauss level. Hmm. Um, Basically, what that means is they use different kinds of magnets whose waves don't match up. Edifying. I'm really... (laughs) (laughs) You know, you got to really shorten that down. I don't need your mumbo jumbo. Whereas a modern magnetic resonance imaging device, such as are now in widespread use, Mm -hmm. may have a magnetic field with a Gauss measure of intensity in excess of 10,000 Gauss, the Zoetron device normally operates at a maximum field intensity of less than 100 Gauss. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I'm not. I'm not an expert in electromagnetism. So, you know, yeah, I don't know what Gauss, I can't, you know, I don't have a frame of reference. So Mm -hmm. I I tried looking this up. So I found the magnet blog. uh, So, of course, you know, (laughs) there's a magnet blog (laughs) by Adams Magnetic Products. And this is kind of, this is their comparison. They say, the pizza-shaped refrigerator magnet you got from your local pizzeria is 10 Gauss. (laughs) So instead of dropping 20 grand on Zoetron therapy, 
you take that trip to the Caribbean, yeah. and on your way back, pick up a few gift shop magnets on your way back. Ah, it would be just as effective. Yeah. That's all you need, just 10 of them. Yes. But remember that you want to get that phased incoherence that's so important. <laughs> so you don't, get, you don't get lazy and just get the same magnet. You get different magnets, so you get some that are thicker than other ones. And then you place them all over your body, your cancer's gone, <laughs> and you got a wonderful trip to the Caribbean. <laughs> just watch out for the blue scorpions, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta yeah, watch yeah. out for those. Uh, I mean, I could just picture the guy's blank stare at the gift, the island gift shop as you ask for these magnets. Do, you ha- do these magnets have phased incoherence or not? Let me speak to your manager. Be like, uh, sir, See, if, if, the Z- if the Zoetron people were doing their due diligence, they right. would have guys at the gift shop ah, to, to get yeah. them asking these questions. That's right. So also the Zoetron people, they claim that cancer cells contain iron and the Zoetron machine would cause the iron to vibrate, generating heat, which killed the cancer cell. Mm. So I guess what this implies is so I cook a lot of stuff in a cast iron skillet. I guess I could just slap on a bunch of magnets whenever I use it to cook cornbread. I don't even need an oven. God, cornbread sounds good. I haven't had that for a while. Yeah, cornbread Delicious. is good and easy. Yes, it is. So CSCT released two case studies to demonstrate the effectiveness of Zoetron therapy. The first in 1996 discussed 50 Dutch patients whom it sorted into four categories. Favorable, 23. Unfavorable, 7. Indefinite, 16. And other, 4. Um, what the fuck is other? <laughs> I don't know what that could possibly be. Let's see here. I'm trying to fill this out. I know I am not favorable, that's for sure, uh, or unfavorable, really regarding the effectiveness of ZT, but I don't want to hard commit to indefinite. So, uh, thank goodness they have an other box. I'll check that one. Oh, the you're fuck? the other. I have the other. Now I would, we just I need, check that we need to find the three other others. <laughs> But this case study had had a few problems. It didn't provide any raw data, so there was no way to tell how these criteria were applied, how patient follow-up was done, which patients also had real treatments, and which patients were still alive. That last one does seem important. (laughs) You know, you gotta know if they're alive or not. That's pretty crucial to the whole treatment (laughs) thing. So, But there was another case study. In 2000, a case report claimed that patients with pancreatic cancer treated with Zoetron therapy since 1996 had a 196% better success rate compared to conventional approaches, which is, that's a, that's a result. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Jesus. You know, I wonder who they compared their successes with. <laughs> it turns out they just flipped open a French textbook and they found some anticipated results in that textbook and that was their comparison class. Science! <laughs> oh, God. It would be more scientific if it was German text, but, but you'll see why in a minute. Ooh, a little teaser. foreshadowing. All right, so we know how it works or doesn't work. We know where these guys are. Now for the fun stuff, international justice. Fuck yeah. In 2003, the Federal Trade Commission obtained a restraining order against CSCT. They could no longer claim that Zoetron therapy cured cancer. They also froze their assets and shut down their website. Damn, like a boss. It's good. Yeah. Here's a snippet from their complaint that reveals their M.O., the M.O. of CSCT. Oh, okay. During the patient's stay at the clinic, staffers claimed to assess the patient's condition by analyzing tumor size, blood chemistry, and tumor markers. As time goes by, the clinic may tell a patient that his or her tumor has reduced in size or that their tumor markers tests are decreasing. If a consumer expresses some doubt, possibly because the consumer's observation of the tumor indicates that there is no change, the clinic will assure them that the cancerous cells are in fact dead and explain that the body simply takes time to eliminate the dead cancerous cells. So I get a scammer like tricking folks into thinking that their unobservable tumors are getting smaller. Right. You know, I, you know, if you tell me, yeah, your pancreas tumor is, you know, cut in half, like, okay, you know, I can't, yeah. I don't know. I can't see my pancreas. <laughs> but they're doing this with their visible tumors and they're claiming they're getting smaller. <laughs> that is some next level. <laughs> 
con artistry. It is. Yeah, beautiful. And, you know, after reading this, some word of advice, you never want dead stuff inside of you. Yeah. You're alive. (laughs) Get that stuff out of there. And if these CSCT idiots won't do it, there are plenty of qualified medical professionals in Tijuana waiting to assist you. Yes, exactly. The keywords in what Dylan just said are qualified, medical, and professionals. (laughs) None of those which apply to the ZT idiots. So in 2004, the FTC announced that CSCT Incorporated signed an agreement to stop marketing Zoetron therapy or any other unsubstantiated service, program, food, drug, or device. And according to the Mexican Ministry of Health, 850 people were scammed in a five-year period. And so... That sucks. Go to a real doctor. They have plenty of them in Mexico. Yes. Just waiting to help you. Yes, real doctors. So, Brant, what's next in our cavalcade of cancer cacophony? Oh! Next up is Reich John Hammer and the New German Medicine. New German. I haven't heard that in, well, since the 40s. <laughs> yep, good old Reich Guard Hammer. What, what can you say about this guy? I don't know. Let's start with his most standout characteristic. He was a well-known anti-Semite, so in other words, oh, you know, very fine people. Very fine people. I, if his cancer cure involves tiki torches, <laughs> I'm about to lose it. Uh, it. Thank God it doesn't. So anyway, let's move on. He graced this planet with his existence from 1935 to 2017. Not too long ago, he passed That's away. how long Nazi Germany was supposed to last. <laughs> that didn't work out, though. But nope. this hammer guy, he got there. He hung in there. So he was born in Metman, Germany, and became a German physician. He started German New Medicine, or they call it Germanic New Medicine, which is why I like to call him the Germaniac. Get it? it? Oh, I do. It's not what it sounds like, though. It's really a term of endearment. His life of evil work inspired the podcast creators like us. See? One day, two racially PR radio hosts (laughs) will talk about me and vindicate my work. I can't do a German accent, no. I tried. <laughs> but also what I like about that is I think of that song, Maniac, you know. He's a Germaniac, a <laughs> Curing cancer like he doesn't. Oh, I, I can't yep. do that, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I should have practiced. <laughs> so what did Hammer offer to the world? Well, Rational Wiki calls it alternative medicine. Wikipedia calls it pseudo-medicine. I call it garbage peddled by fuck you forever in hell. So, yeah, that so sounds more, accurate. more extreme. But I mean, the one thing we could say is if we lived in pseudo reality, it probably would have worked great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. So the great wisdom Hammer graced us with is his idea that every single disease has its psychosomatic origin in their neurological impact, as well as many other psychological conflicts and anxieties. In a similar fashion to the microbiotic scam, Hammer thought cancer was caused by mental conflict. I don't think so. that's right. I think it's other stuff. Yeah, I think it might not be correct. Okay, I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, so on August 8th, 1978, Hammer's son Dirk was shot to death by the son of the last king of Italy. Ooh. I'm not going to pronounce that name. Can you? Vittorio Emanuel of Savoy. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to do it in that voice, too, but it's Cinco de Mayo, and you're not allowed to. They're all romance languages. (laughs) It's all the same. (laughs) So Dirk was fast asleep on on a yacht off of Cavallo. Man, this Ta-da. is aristocratic intrigue. I didn't yeah. expect that in the cancer <laughs> podcast. Fact, this got real fancy real fast. Woo. So <laughs> I would have loved to explore what the fuck all of this is about. But alas, this isn't a son of the last king of Italy podcast. It's a cancer podcast. 
Yeah, we and gotta keep religious. it. That's for a different episode. Yeah. Oh. So shortly after Dirk's death, Hammer started to construct Germanic, Germanic new medicine and gave five biological laws as its foundation. According to these laws, no diseases exist, hey, but rather a special meaningful program of, bl- of nature, of which fungi, viruses, and bacteria, bacteria also belong. So I'll take a large sausage and cancer pizza, please. Hey, mushrooms and cancer are basically the same. I actually agree. Mushrooms are gross. Yeah, I love mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You and everybody else. I know. Whatever. We used to literally hunt for mushrooms when we were kids in the Midwest. Like, oh, we would go and be like, there's mushrooms by that tree. Oh, like mushroom picking? Yeah. We'd pick the morel mushrooms that look like little brains. Ironically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are cool looking. You're right. And and my mom would cut them, fry them, and we'd eat them. Yeah. I was always scared about getting the wrong kind. Yeah. I know. It is kind of because there's some that look very similar, but. Yeah. Scary. But it reminds me of, um, I don't want to do a spoiler, but it reminds me of Phantom Thread a little bit there, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll have to cut out the spoiler. (laughs) It's a spoiler podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So when I read a special meaningful program of nature, like I'm going to go see uh, the Detroit Symphony Orchestra is playing Rite of Spring in a few months. And I imagine like in the program that they hand out, it's going to say that a special meaningful (laughs) program of nature. It seems to, that's really captures what the Rite of Spring is all about, too. (sighs) So, of course, what would a great enemy of those with cancer be without a demanding their patients to never seek chemotherapy or any other traditional medical treatment for their cancer because it does more harm than good? They'd be a fraud, that's what. Yeah! So around this time of his son's death in the Five Commandments of Cancer Quackery, Hammer was diagnosed with testicular cancer and his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Thank God they're both racially pure Germans and get this new German medicine going. That's exactly right. So, of course, Hammer attributed the cancer in both himself and his wife to the trauma surrounding their son's death. The cancer surely would be treated if they could just confront and remedy this emotional conflict. Staying principled, Hammer had a conventional medical operation in 1979, how nice of him, to treat his testicular cancer. But instead of advising his wife to do the same, um, he used her as a guinea pig for his quackery. So she was the first patient of the new German medicine. And it worked out great, and Germans everywhere could celebrate a homegrown triumph. She died in 1985. Oh. It's almost, though, it's almost. Let me just say it's almost as if... He had a hand in her death. Almost. Nah, man. She killed herself by being too sad. She was weak. So true. Germans know how to handle that kind of weakness. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? (laughs) Understanding the importance of not ever falling for emotional conflict, Hammer continued his research despite the death of his first patient and wife. He knew how to cure his cancer. Yeah. Don't be sad. Move on. (laughs) Hammer announced the creation of his new medicine in 1981 and opened a group of clinics between 1982 and 1985, despite his theories being completely rejected by the medical establishment. It's 1982, but we're curing patients like it's 1942. (laughs) What does the medical establishment know about medicine? I mean, come on. This guy is a not this guy is a Nazi who killed his wife. Where do I sign up? Yeah, give me some. Give me that. So all these clinics were closed eventually by the authorities for illegal medical practices. God, who do, who does the medical establishment think they are shutting down <laughs> illegal clinics? Seriously. I think they're really overstepping their boundaries. Here. I agree, too. Yep, small government. Come on, guys. Keep it real. 
Hammer's success rate was not so good. Most of his patients died at the clinics, and as any good leader of the President of the United States would do, he never admitted any wrongdoing, ever. He had, they had the greatest clinics and the most tremendous. He constantly reported nothing but complete success for his patients as they were all dying with actual medical, without any actual medical assistance in his clinics. So that's lovely. So what happened? So he's doing great. He's yeah. really confident. I bet yep. it, it works out really well. It, it does not. So Hammer's license was revoked. So finally, but why let a harsh revoking get you down, right? Well, I mean, he's already practicing medicine illegally. So I don't think, you know, why I don't see why this is really a big deal at all. If you're going to drive with a suspended license, suspending it again, like, yeah, well, okay, I'm going to keep driving. Yeah. That affects me zero. Yeah. So Hammer continued practicing illegally across multiple countries in Europe only to be occasionally interrupted with the annoying inconvenience of this thing called jail time. Freedom yeah. fighter. <laughs> medical freedom. I'm just going to say it over and over again. Yep. We don't have medical freedom in this country. That's right. We yep. need freedom right. to be dumb. Yes, yes, please. Shockingly, courts found Hammer to be mentally unstable, thus unfit to practice medicine. That's not That's... good. <laughs> In 1995, Hammer treated a young man at the age of six named Olivia Philhar. Poor dear, this poor dear woman suffered from Wilms tumor, which is a cancer of the kidneys usually only found in children. God is good. Uh, Olivia's what parents... Did she, what did she learn by having that tumor? You know, I bet she really overcame that. Spiritually yeah. developed. Yes, I bet she did. She did not. Olivia's parents was fearful of the painful con uh, conventional therapies, so they sought the help of Dr. Quackenstein. His brilliant... Get it? Quackenstein. Oh, he's <laughs> a quack. Oh. <laughs> he's German. Oh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, his brilliant diagnosis was that there was no cancer, but rather conflicts. So the term conflict and cancer are interchangeable, I guess. So you could say cancers of interest, cancers in the Middle East, though Hammer would probably just assume we were talking about Israel there. So yeah, cool. cancers of interest is a pretty good band name, though. Yeah, I like you that. Know. Yeah. Another band name suggestion. They should be writing these down. I'll have to go back through these. I'm not writing them down. Yep, I am. And I'm That's what the band. listener's job is for. They need to be keeping <laughs> track of these. Our That's brilliant true. ideas. Yes. So due to her parents refusing conventional medical treatment, the Austrian government removed her rights of care and control of her daughter. Typical big government regulation, I say. Man, making yeah. sure parents aren't yeah. killing their children. That's just horrible. Ugh, it's disgusting. Freedom. Where's the freedom? So Olivia's parents took Olivia and fled to Spain where Hammer could treat her directly. Oh. You know, normally when you hear about people fleeing a country to go to a yeah. different country, <laughs> it's to avoid, you know, persecution right. or poverty. <laughs> this is a little different than that. I'd say <laughs> slightly different than those normal circumstances. Oh, so horrible. So negotiations ensued from the Austrian president with Olivia's parents. They were convinced to come back to Austria. And of course, by then, Olivia's health had completely deteriorated, unfortunately. The tumor had enlarged to four kilograms and filled her abdom abdominal cavity, pushing up against her lungs and her survival rate went from 90% to 10% under Hammer's care. Or, or he managed to keep it at 10%. Oh, and she would have, in fact, died it. if it wasn't for there the new Germanic, Germaniac. Germaniac. Hammer. So the conventional Lewis agrees, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Lewis, I know. New German medicine is good. 
So conventional cancer treatments such as surgery, chemotherapy, radiation therapy was ordered by Olivia, ordered for Olivia by the court. So due to getting actual treatment, Olivia made a full recovery and her parents oh, were good. sentenced to eight month suspended jail sentence. And Hammer was like an eight month jail sentence. Shit, that's nothing. Uh, did Hammer get any <laughs> jail time for this? I don't know. I actually should look into that. I didn't. Uh, I, didn't I notice bet that. he probably didn't. Yeah, he probably you know, did. You're right. He's a slippery eel, that one. He is. So in 2007, Hammer, exhausting most of his options on where he could cheat people out of their money for his fake cancer cure, sought authorization to do medical work in Norway. Surprisingly, the Board of Medical Practitioners denied him his application with a unanimous vote. They said he was unfit to practice medicine and could likely harm patients. Typical socialist Bernie Kratz. Man, can those Scandinavians do no wrong? <laughs> Side note, they're not as socialist uh, as you might think. Oh. They often, like a lot of those countries, they score really high on like economic freedom indexes. Yeah. I just want, I feel people should no. know that. That's I totally agree. a sidebar. I'm derailing the whole conversation. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get back to the real meat. Yeah. Let's get back to the Germaniac himself. <laughs> so strangely, Hammer was not happy with this decision and sued the board, demanding his medical license because, among other things, and I'll just read this directly from the Rational Wiki page, the board did not disprove his theories so how could they suggest that his patients died off let me practice my cancer treatment first before you ban my cancer treatment i like this logic if only the board would have thought of it before none of this would have been necessary probably norwegian jews yeah right? they're always trying to keep their germaniac down <laughs> i also um i'm gonna i also like this logic you know hammer hasn't right. disproved my claim that he's a slimy con artist so i'm just gonna continue <laughs> believing that and wait for him to disprove it i think that's how this works So if the board would let Hammer practice, there's another one. If the board would let Hammer practice for a few years, they would be amazed at the result. Good argument. In other words, you'll love it. I swear. Can I have my license now? Wait, isn't this how you get medical licenses? What's happening? Come on. I mean, he's probably right. I'd be amazed at the amount of ceaseless death this guy could cause, too. (laughs) It's pretty good. Uh, They laughed at Semmelweis and Galileo, didn't they? I mean, there are some connections between Galileo and some discoveries of star systems like Cancer Constellation, <laughs> I guess. Get it? Ba-ba! Yeah, hey! Oh, I bet Semmelweis would have washed his hands of armor. <laughs> oh, history yeah, of science, one. Joe. Get it? <laughs> I do. Good one. Anyway. So Hammer stated in a court that he would not use or even recognize standard medical practices regarding <laughs> He wouldn't even cancer. recognize them. <laughs> I'm not even going to recognize them. I have this. no idea what they are if you showed them to me. <laughs> So he wouldn't recognize standard medical practices regarding cancer in his patients, but only use new German medicine. So the court said, fuck that, and said, they literally, no, they didn't actually say fuck that, but I'm saying they said, fuck that, and said, replacing all known medical science with this quackery would be stupid and deadly to cancer patients. The court also reminded Hammer that a doctor's role is not to treat his patients as guinea pigs, testing out his treatments on them. Finally, like somebody saying, we don't need to bend over backwards to let this (laughs) moron practice this medicine i love it norway has plenty <laughs> plenty of doctors yes i just i think that should be if you're in any way a dullard <laughs> you don't get to be a doctor we've got plenty <laughs> even after this court decision this didn't deter hammer what bit kept on of course cheating. not yep kept on keeping on with this quackery you know once you go you, you just can't keep, keep an area down not yep, for once long. you go quack you never go back Ooh. Right. now this portion is for all of our alt-right listeners out there all two all of, of you. All of zero of you. 
You may recall I mentioned earlier, Hammer was a bit of an anti-Semite. He was a huge conspiracy theorist. I guess that kind of goes, that's kind of inferred by anti-Semite. But anyway, he believed that mainstream medical establishment was part of the Jewish conspiracy to destroy all non-Jews. He explained that morphine and chemotherapy were used to mass murder Western civilization. And I I bet this phrase, it's kind of like when people talk about white genocide and what they mean is that they, no one will fuck them. Right. Uh, You know, that's That's what, that's white genocide. So I think what he means by mass murdering Western civilization is that these treatments are keeping Jews and black people alive. I think that's, I think that's what he means. (laughs) That's his problem with it. Exactly. Yep. He claimed that these conventional treatments for cancer were not used in Israel, which is why no one died of cancer there. Obviously that's the real thing. <laughs> I'm, book, wow. I mean, I'm gonna book my ticket right now to Israel. I, I I believe it. I mean, my credit card billing out. Here we go. Let's do this. Yeah, I mean that's that's bullshit. Yeah, that's Obviously. now that's that's a cancer quack cure. Yes, a trip to Israel. You just go there and mm-hmm. you cross the border and hey, tumor's gone. <laughs> They've yep. got that magical Jewish force That's field. Right. It's probably yep. it's this is what the Kabbalah water people are doing. <laughs> now it's all coming together. Yes. Yep. So he said most of the oncologists in Germany are Jewish and that no Jew is treated with chemotherapy in Germany. I mean <laughs> Of course not. Yeah. What's a good conspiracy without having so many complex moving parts that you almost get lost in it? Because we're not curing them at all, get it? <laughs> <laughs> we're curing them with XV. <laughs> So according to Hammer's hyperdermic needles oh, were used VX, during... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just... Uh... Oh, no, that's okay. I'll start over at the according thing, because I think... I, think <sighs> I I'm don't just gonna remember let how them... they killed Jews. Oh. <laughs> I am making an ass of myself here. <laughs> according to Hammer, hyperdermic needles were used during chemotherapy treatment that implanted chips that contained chambers of poison which could be activated by satellite by shadowy Jews to kill patients. Shadowy Jews. Meanwhile, the Jews... They're always hiding from the sun. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Jews are like, hey guys, could you just stop being afraid of us? Please stop. What's happening? Yeah. But Chambers of Poison is, you know... that's a good band. It's a good band. It's one of... It's a good... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That keeps happening, and it's going to keep happening. So in 2009... Oh, fuck, yes, this guy's still alive. Um, 2009. Hammer... <laughs> this just keeps on going. This is just... This, Hammer thought the swine flu vaccination campaign was part of a conspiracy to mark people with those damn chips. Well, yeah, swine. Yeah. Who can't eat swine? Mm-hmm. Uh? Yeah, I think someone was listening a little too much to the None Dare Called Ordinary podcast, specifically the Book of Revelations episode. Oh, yeah, there's the chips. chips. It's in them. Mark hey, of the Beast. It's inside first of them. <laughs> So, fun little side note, Hammer also denies the existence of HIV, so that's nice. That's good meaning. Yeah. That's good meaning. That's a good one. It would be a good thing not to exist. Yeah, and just to cover his bases, Hammer thought that the reasons the medical establishment didn't accept his dumb theories was because of the Jewish conspiracy. So, all the problems with all the things of all time. Jews, got it. Dr. Germaniac, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, uh, that's good. Those shadowy Jews. Just cover your bases with that. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. very shadowy. So while the first black president was being elected in the United States in 2008, Hammer had probably a birther conspiracy person himself. Definitely, definitely a I mean, come on. Presented a document signed by Chief Rabbi Ezra, which is Iwan Goltz, who confirmed that Hammer was correct and there was a conspiracy among Jewish oncologists against non-Jews to use the torture of chemotherapy on non-Jewish patients. While Jewish patients were allowed correct German new medicine, no, yeah, that's what it's called, German new medicine, treatments in secret. Okay, so two things. First of all, why is a rabbi revealing all the secrets? (laughs) 
you gotta you gotta be tight lipped about this thing. On, Why Rabbi. is he telling him like, yep, you're right, you got me. <laughs> the other thing that doesn't make sense is so so they know these Jewish oncologists know that German new medicine is right mm-hmm. and they're using it on the Jewish patients. So what did they do before this Hammer guy came around? So I guess they were like, fuck, thank God for this yeah. Hammer guy, because before <laughs> we only knew fake cancer treatments. <laughs> we could only fuck up the non-Jews. We like if a Jewish patient came and be like, Yeah, we don't know. We don't know how this works. <laughs> It's like, oh, thank God for this Hammer guy. Now we can start really getting this conspiracy going. Well, that's exactly right. So here's the thing about that. Goetz is a known German Holocaust denier. Yeah, probably an Obama birth or two. Huh? So he's a rabbi and a Holocaust and, denier? Yeah, yeah. That's Whoa. badass. <laughs> that's like those rabbis who are like super duper anti-Israel. Have yeah, you ever seen those guys? I have, I have heard of that, yeah. That's really yeah. crazy. Because I think they think that God is supposed to create Israel, basically. Right. And right. so human being creating Israel is real fucked up. Right. Oh, so, so you weird. see the, the these rabbis in like the, the garb and mm-hmm. they've got these like they've got these pins with like a no symbol around the flag of Israel. <laughs> it's really like that's a real that I'm, really I'm getting mixed bizarre. messages here. Yeah. <laughs> so who was convicted? So he was convicted at the time and time again by German courts on account of this. So as well as defamation, fraud, falsification of documents, misuse of academic titles, chief rabbi isn't protected legally in Germany. Oh. Yeah, so, you know. Chief rabbi. Chief rabbi. Chief rabbi. Is it bad that I imagine a Native American rabbi? He's chief <laughs> rabbi. There's probably one. Because remember, did, no, is, did I bet there's America? one. Is this a Mormon thing? It is. Mm, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. Did you hear about those kids in the University of Colorado who were the, somebody called the police on them because they were Native American metalheads and they had goofy shirts on? Is this very new? Is this a very new thing? This happened, yeah, like I I read this like a couple hours ago. Okay, I saw that headline and I was like, well, that's weird and then just moved on to something else. Oh, I read (laughs) it. So what happened? Uh, Basically, these two, they were two Native American kids and they were wearing like metal t-shirts. One of them was uh, decapitated cattle, if I'm not mistaken. Uh. Uh, The other one, I can't remember. And some lady was like, they're definitely not part of the tour. (laughs) Like she's never seen. What the fuck? She's never seen kids wearing these shirts on a college campus. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I. (laughs) how long has that lady been on a college campus? (laughs) I know. I've seen all sorts of crazy shit oh, in college. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, but yeah I mean, they, up, they weren't arrested or anything. A cop came and said, oh, you two are totally normal, and you're just here to yeah. to maybe grace our university with your presence. <laughs> I'm sorry that I had to bother you, but some dumbass lady called the yeah. cops on you. Fuck, man. So ridiculous. So Hammer really was unique in that he checked multiple boxes on his pure evil card. So I actually have a pure, a pure evil card here. Let me look and see. So let's see what boxes we can check off here for Hammer. Yeah, let's see so what we got. We got to be official. For starters, we can definitely check off the Nazi box. So that's good. So was he? I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to play this game. Like, because it's possible based on the time frame he was an actual Nazi. Like, I don't want to <laughs> do this game. But like, was he? <laughs> Or what, like he, was he a Nazi or was he a Nazi? Was he just Nazi? I, you know, I don't know. I I didn't see him being a Nazi. Okay. But he was super, uh, you know, he hated Jews. I don't know. I didn't didn't research Yeah, I definitely, I don't want to play that game. He was like a lowercase N for the Nazi. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's great. Lowercase N So we'll do a low, let me, let me adjust this to lowercase N. Okay. So. I I was just curious. Like, I bet he was. Yeah, I bet so. He might have been. Yeah, he may have been. Now I'm curious. I'm going to look. Nazi youth, you know? He was born in 35, right? Yep. That's true. Yeah. Boom. So he conned poor people dying with cancer, so we can check off the con man box. 
So he basically murdered his wife, so we can check off the murder box. Oh, and then we'll murder wife box. That's two boxes. While not actually practicing what he preached with his own cancer, so we can call him a glaring hypocrite box here. Here we go. There oh, we go. Dang, he's got four of them. Yep, there you go. <sighs> anyway, what do I do with this card now? Uh, frame it. <laughs> Laminate it. Put it in your wallet. <laughs> put it right next to that diploma and the, uh, what was it? The uh, ICP quotes. Yes. Yeah, the ICP quotes. Yep. Uh, cross-stitched <sighs> by my mom <laughs> as a present to you on your birthday. <laughs> That would be so strange. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the medical establishment in Germany and an European Union issues warrant. God damn it. And 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 I want the listeners to know Jesus what our outline Christ. says. It says Seriously. and and the European <laughs> Union. <laughs> That's what it wrote. That's but what is perfect. Brilliant co-hosts yep, wrote. I did. I, I, that was me. So the medical establishment in Germany and and the European Union issues warnings of the detrimental effects and dangers presented by Hammer's theories. In some countries, practicing Hammer's treatments is punishable as malpractice. That should be true in every country. Yeah, it should be in every country. Yes. So, but of course, Hammer's quackery seems to never die. Pun intended. Mm. There are press reports from all throughout Europe of victims of Hammer's practice. But good news, though, as we wrap up here, good news, though, is that he died last year. Finally. So there are happy endings to these horrible stories sometimes, you know? God, I wonder if he was at Charlottesville. You know, I wonder. God, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> He's everywhere. <laughs> Uh, but all those kids like scamming people at charlottesville yeah yeah being a neo-nazi and also scamming people i love that there's some weird like there's a lot of people in the alt-right dying of cancer what is that about (laughs) oh we found our perfect doctor and then he's almost like good (laughs) very strange all right our next and final cancer quackery legal issue edition topic Is the Kelly Gonzalez metabolic therapy. Yes. William Donald Kelly, DDS, mm-hmm. he was getting bored of just, you know, dealing with teeth in the 1960s yeah. and decided yeah. to try his hand on simpler pastimes like curing cancer. <laughs> the cause of cancer, he thought, was simple and sexy hormone imbalance. Mm. Ah, yes. I'm going to explain this. I'm going to take some liberties and paraphrase some of the, you know, highfalutin technical terminology that Kelly uses here. So we all got male and female hormones in us. Normally, we have the right amount, and the pancreas takes care of all of them. Yeah, the pancreas is gender neutral. Exactly. That's right. But because we eat garbage and foolishly drink coffee instead of sticking it up our rectum, the balance between the female and male hormones goes haywire. <laughs> we really need to start a coffee enema cafe. Yeah, it would be so messy. Yeah. Dude, so horrible. Do you think the wait line in the restroom at Starbucks is bad? Can you imagine the coffee in a cafe? It would set records for restroom wait time. I just imagine the bathrooms at Barnes & Noble. Oh, dear God. And don't, please don't imagine that. Compare okay. them to the bathrooms of the <laughs> coffee in a cafe. Lordy be. Dear Lord. So we get this imbalance, and so we get too much of either the male or female hormones. So these hormones travel the body and reproduce where they shouldn't, like your brain or your liver. Since the pancreas doesn't know where these hormones are, it can't take care of them, thus cancer. (laughs) So your brain cancer is literally just too much testosterone where your amygdala should be. I'm sorry, sir. You've been uh, diagnosed with man brain. Man brain! (laughs) Man brain! Hosted by Adam Carell. Yeah! 
So not only did Kelly discover the simple cause of cancer, ignored by the medical establishment because of its simplicity, he even devised the most accurate and extensive cancer detection system ever developed. And yeah, that was a quote, by the way. I <laughs> Wow. That's incredible. That's arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. And arrogant? Yes. Yes. So what is this? Was it an MRI? Cat scan? Pet scan? Something with a motor or made out of fancy plastic, at least. Nope. <laughs> it was a questionnaire. The Kelly Malignancy Index, in fact. Ah, well, do you at least have to blend up this questionnaire and drink it like you did the Zohar? Nope, you actually have oh. to take it. Yeah. Ah, let's do that. And who's taking it? It's the patients. The patients are filling out <laughs> this questionnaire. And there are never problems with the accuracy and reliability of such questionnaires. And anyone who suggests otherwise is part of the medical establishment and should be ignored immediately. That sounds reasonable. Yes. That's why I said it. <laughs> All right, so not only is the cause and detection of cancer easy, but the cure is easy too, if long-lasting, because Kelly said that only lifelong adherence to his program would keep the body clear from toxins and therefore cancer. So what do I have to do? Kelly has a five-part program. First, there's a nutritional part. You have tablets of capsules of coenzymes, megavitamins, minerals, high-dose vitamin C, bioflavonoids, retin, a compound of organic and trace minerals, raw almonds, an amino acid lipoid compound, and a formulation of concentrated beef pancreatic enzymes. Remember the importance of the pancreas. That is very important here. It keeps the (laughs) testosterone and estrogen out of your brain. (laughs) I think this cure would be more real if the pancreas enzymes came from people. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be a vegetarian over here. I don't want to have beef pancreas enzymes. And I'm a vegan, so I'm just fucked all around here. Yeah, yeah. you're. there's no way. <laughs> not getting my cancer There's no cured. way you can get it. No. Does broccoli have a pancreas? I'm not a biologist. I, uh, I want to say no off the bat. Yeah, I think you're pretty right. <laughs> so the second step to the Kelly program was detoxification. So all the testosterone in your brain and the tumor in your brain, it's leaking out toxins. So you got to get them out of there. This involves laxative purging with Epsom salts, fasts, and you guessed it, enemas. Yeah. Yeah, and if you enjoy having fun with enemas, you may want to check out our third episode, guys. That's what it's called. Hey! So, what do we have? Coffee enemas? Yeah, of course. Of course there's coffee enemas. (laughs) Is there any other kind? But there's also, and this is officially the (laughs) grossest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life, is coming up. If you don't want to hear that, turn this off. (laughs) Enemas of fermented milk or Uh, lemon juice. Oh, God. Like both? Oh, Oh, I thought it was both. When I read that, I was like... Fermented milk and lemon juice. Like, oh, you know, God. I don't know. It was unclear. I think <laughs> I think way. these are individual. I think you like, I'll go with uh, milk. I want milk in my coffee, or do yeah. I want lemon in my coffee? You know? Yeah, go Ugh. gross or go home, bitches. Come on. Yeah. You want to cure your cancer, don't you? But again, no vegan options. Come on. Like the milk, fermented milk. As a vegan, I'm not allowed to take any dairy products up the ass. Well, I mean, you could still do the <laughs> coffee and the lemon juice. Oh, that's true. Though. Yeah, lemon juice. So yeah, two out of three. Yeah. That's not okay. too bad. So there's also a diet component. So initially he started with a vegetarian diet, but he allowed variations, which apparently included an all meat diet, which is quite the variation on the vegetarian <laughs> yeah. diet, if you ask me. The all meat is vegetarian there, is diet. Is really such a thing as an only meat diet? You thirsty? You need to wash down your bacon burger with chicken fried buns? You better blend up some steak. Steak juice. Steak juice. Everything you ingest is meat. Everything. I like yeah, it. everything. <laughs> you actually have to, you can't even eat a steak. You've got to, like, dehydrate the steak to get all the water out of it. Yeah, Jesus. And just pure muscle is all you get to eat. And then there was a variety of other, we, I didn't feel like getting into all the various, you know, yeah. you know, details, but the one detail that stuck out to me was that you couldn't eat any pesticide residue. <laughs> um, 
But I don't mind, you know, I'm a bug man, but I only deal with like ornamental plants and lawns and stuff. Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't, we don't deal with those foods. So mm. you don't have to worry about us. Me, I am not giving you any pesticide residue. The fourth uh, bit is neurological stimulation, ah. including osteopathic, chiropractic, physiotherapeutic manipulation, or manual reshaping of the Jesus. skull, also called mandibular manipulation. <laughs> you can't just move your body, you gotta move your brain too. <laughs> Jesus. And the fifth one seemed a little ad hoc to me. You just, you read the Bible a bunch. That's actually part of the program. <laughs> Gotta read the Bible. Yep. You don't eat it, though. Don't eat the Bible. <laughs> read it. So we all know what happened next. An oncological revolution which swept cancer away into the dustbin of history. Wait, did I say cancer? I meant Kelly's right to practice medicine without a license. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> So in 1970, on the basis of witness testimony, that Kelly diagnosed lung cancer with a blood sample from the finger. Texas, I told you Texas was coming yeah, back, they good. told him to quit practicing medicine. Good. But I think the reason they, they were so impressed with his index, they were so impressed with the questionnaire, they were really disturbed by this, Ugh, we're using <laughs> blood now to test for cancer? God, what a sellout. Should stick with that questionnaire. Kelly managed to appeal this decision for six years until he finally got his dental license suspended for five years in 1976. Oh, good. Good. Fuck I have this sick feeling, though, about, so he got his dental license taken away. I bet he was, like, the greatest dentist ever. <laughs> you know, like how, like, all these Nobel laureates, laureates who are, like, geniuses in physics and chemistry right. and whatnot, yes. and then they then they start, like, Linus Pauling, like, saying, you know, you gotta take a bunch of vitamin C. Right. Um, I yeah. bet he was, a, he was a, a shit doctor, but he was, like, a genius dentist. Genius. I just, yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's what happened here. Yeah, I bet you're right. I bet you're right. But Kelly wasn't done. Oh, he good. continued promoting his quackery into the 1980s under the guise of the International Health Institute in his beloved Texas. <laughs> you could take the medical license away from the Texan, but you can't take Texas away from the unlicensed doctor. That's so true. But Kelly wasn't alone. He was helped by, quote, certified metabolic technicians and a big ass computer. Ah, so how? What do you think yeah, you're doing, yeah, William? I think it's how. Okay. What do you think you're doing, William? William, stop. Stop, will you? Stop, William. Will you, will you stop? Stop. <laughs> that is not what it sounds on, like. It says exactly like how, doesn't it? No, no. it doesn't. You're right. William. We just can't impersonate stop. people today. It's not, not Stop, will you? Stop, stop William. William. Will you stop, William? Yeah. Stop, William. Stop, William. Anyway. What do you think you're doing? All right. Anyway, that movie's coming back, by the way. Are you going to go oh, see I know. that? I oh, I can't you, wait to see it. Yeah. It's going to be good. 70 millimeter. Uh. God, good. Um, I want to say I want to say May eighteenth or something like that. It's like uh, mid May, May twentieth, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but that'll be really cool. So these metabolic technicians, they would administer his fancy questionnaire all across the country. <laughs> good. Now, speaking of questionnaires, you know, we haven't really talked about what exactly was on it. And you know, I've taken questionnaires. Yeah. You know, how many questions could it possibly have? You know, is it like a fun BuzzFeed one where it's like five? You know, I've, in order to become a bug man, I had to take a test that it had about like a hundred questions on it, I think. Okay. So it can't, yeah. it can't be more than that, right? Right. Of course. 3,200 questions, Lordy B. <laughs> so the metabolic technicians, they would give the questionnaire out to folks, they'd fill it in, and then they'd just put it in this computer and it would crunch the questionnaires and it would spit out a diagnosis. Mm. So I see a legal loophole here that Kelly's using because Kelly wasn't practicing medicine. The computer was. <laughs> I just That's had, how like, we got a, away with this for so yeah. long. <laughs> I just had like a picture of a very dystopian future where we have AI and they are out there scamming humans, offering them quack cancer cures. Like, oh, great. We thought we stopped. It's like, the well, the computer told humans. me I got to put these lemon juice up my butt, <laughs> I guess. AIs are moving to Tijuana. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know things are going wrong. 
all these laptops are like opening and closing in order to move to Tijuana. <laughs> so not only did this readout tell you the metabolic status of the patient, but it also suggested treatment as well, including imbibing 100, 200 dietary supplements a day, oh. which I think is a little much. You know, no, none. You don't need a shade over 75. That's a little <laughs> that's excessive. Yeah. OK, well, we'll start with a nice supplement appetizer, maybe some supplement poppers. Ooh. Yeah. Next, the main course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next, the main course, a fine cut of supplement while washing it all down with a glass of the finest supplement. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> so supplements. Can I get my cut of supplement medium rare? That's how I like it. So the medical computer legal loophole, it's not the end of the story. In 1987, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez enters the scene. He began a treatment very similar to Kelly's and even drafted a book discussing 50 patients treated by Kelly. Yeah. In defense of Kelly, Gonzalez was basically a ripoff. Coffee enemas, vegetarian diets with a billion variations, including an all-meat variation, <laughs> 150 pills a day. God, just be original. Yeah. Just do something new. You know, if I'm allowed an Austrian economics reference, Kelly is the von Mises to Gonzalez's Rothbard. Oh, this isn't an Austrian economics podcast, though. Even though we do have a friend that might be disappointed right now. Yeah, really disappointed. Although, sorry. Sorry, dude. it might be an Austrian economics podcast in the future. Oh, spoiler. Oh, in the deep future of the deep state <laughs> of this podcast. Keep that in the back of your mind. So what do we have here with Dr. Gonzalez? So while ripping off ideas of another crank is bad enough. Yeah. The New York State licensing authorities also thought that Gonzalez was ripping off his patients, which oh. is really bad. Wow. In 1994, they concluded they had a four-point conclusion. There was mm. four problems they had with Dr. Gonzalez. First, his alternative protocol didn't entitle him to an alternative standard of care, i.e. just because he believed in dumb shit didn't mean he could treat his patients dumbly. <laughs> dumb and Dumber 3, you have cancer, dummy. Ooh. That's the new one. Second. Actually, there is he, Dumb and Dumber 3, so oops. Yeah, and it's dumber-er, isn't it? Dumber and dumber-er. There's two errs at the end of it. Yeah. You just keep adding errs and it gets funnier. Dumber-er-er-er-er-er-er-er. That's part five. That's the movie. It's just someone saying that. Second, he failed to correctly interpret signs and symptoms of disease progression, which seems like something a doctor needs to know how to do. I'm a simple bug man, and yet I have to know what heat stroke looks like. So if I can do it, a doctor, someone with a medical license... Although he's not going to have one real soon. They should be able to do this. Yeah. I, I feel. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I see construction workers outside in Vegas it's when it's like 120 or something outside and it's in the dead of summer. And I wonder if they're even humans <laughs> like what? They must be lizard people. I mean, David, Icke knows what's <laughs> up, right? I mean, yeah, that's actually yeah. little known secret. All bug people are <laughs> lizards. Yeah. I, I I'm going to come out on this podcast. Right. I am actually the Anunnaki. You know, I am, I am a reptilian yeah. and, you know, we're okay. You know, we're Anunnaki not. lives matter. It's fine. Yeah. Anunnaki lives matter. <laughs> I definitely agree with Sitchin that. Sitchin would agree. The third problem that the New York State Licensing Authority had with Dr. Gonzalez was that he treated his patients in incompetently, <laughs> which again is a problem. Right. So not only did he not know how to figure out what disease his patients had, he God. didn't even know how to treat the fake diseases he foisted <laughs> upon them. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, that is just it's horrible. bad upon bad. It's just layers. <laughs> and their fourth problem with him, his record keeping was inadequate, <laughs> which doesn't seem it's a little anticlimactic, I have to admit. I would I would probably put that one first, yeah. you know, get it out of the way, get to the good stuff. 
So what did New York City do with this guy? They placed him on probation for three years and required him to undergo retraining mm. and have his work supervised by the Office of Professional Conduct, Good. which just, again, just bar him from practice. <laughs> yeah. Is there some kind of change. doctor shortage I was unaware of? Like, you just concluded he couldn't diagnose patients and he couldn't treat whatever made-up condition he gave them anyway. <laughs> Why does New York City want this man? Oh, dude, yeah, I'd, I'd literally feel more comfortable having my cancer treated by pizza rat at this point. Yeah, but yeah, at definitely. least you'd get pizza. Yeah, you know, seriously. You might still have a tumor, but you're <laughs> yeah. not going to be hungry. But this wasn't the only trouble that Gonzalez got in. In 1997, a jury awarded one of his patients $2.5 million Good. in actual damages and $150,000 in, in punitive damages. Nice. So what's the difference here? So I had to do some illegal uh, looking up stuff. Uh, that's research. I call it looking up stuff. <laughs> Basically, uh, the amount of fuck up inflicted on the patient was $2.5 That's the actual damages. Wow. The 150000 the punitive damages, was because he was a super prick about it. That's like, you know, you only, it's like if I, you know, it's like if I go to your house, Brent, and yeah. I take a bat and I just destroy all your vintage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle dolls, oh, right? Dude, not those. So I'm doing fine. it. Yeah. So so let's say those Ninja Turtle figures were worth like 100 bucks because yeah. that's all they're worth. Yeah. Let's just admit it. Oh, shit. Um, the actual damages would be 100 but then I was kind of being an asshole about it. Mm -hmm. I was spitting in your face, doing a dance. <laughs> that's the punitive damage. Uh, right. So in 1991, um, this patient was diagnosed with uterine cancer and received a hysterectomy. Um, and this story isn't getting more uplifting, uh. at least not yet, and not for a while. So instead of the chemo and radiation recommended by her cancer specialist, keyword specialist, she went with Gonzalez. He tested her hair and concluded a more effective treatment would be 150 pills a day and coffee enemas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hope your plan was to get angrier today because you're going to. He claimed her cancer was cured. It was in fact getting worse, eventually damaging her spine and leading her, leaving her blind. Oh, God. Being a real piece of shit, Gonzalez appealed the decision. The result of that appeal, the jury rescinded the $150,000. You know, it's just, it's terrible. Oh, like, this holy isn't, fuck. Yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah. But they kept the $2.5 million verdict. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck go yeah. jury! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's not the only time Gonzalez got in trouble. In April of 2000, a jury awarded the husband of a Hodgkin's lymphoma patient who died $282,000. They said Gonzalez was negligent, because apparently looking at hair is not an adequate oncological diagnosis. Maybe Gonzalez could see the extreme levels of testosterone in her brain through her hair. I mean, let's, yeah, let's not no. be too unfair. No? No, <laughs> That's no. You do think? I, I think I, I actually, I found some uh, court testimony. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I found like some of the jury and they ha actually had a song about this. They said, down with blood, down with hair, go instead with questionnaire. <laughs> like that's... They were still impressed by the questionnaire. Wow, that, that was their main issue. Yeah. So where is Gonzalez now? Well, Gonzalez dropped dead in 2015 <laughs> of heart problems, leaving behind a legacy not only as a scam artist who harmed many, but an unoriginal one at that. May God not rest his soul. Amen. Uh, and with that concludes crazy. this episode of None Dare Call It Ordinary. So, Brent, how do you feel? I what did feel, you learn today? I don't know. That last one has still got me disturbed. I'm thinking... Yeah, you know, it's just kind of creepy. The guy's looking at hair too. Just that's just let people just letting kind of finger through hair. It's disgusting. Stop yeah, these it is people. disgusting. Yeah, hair <laughs> isn't gonna tell you a whole lot. <laughs> oh, I see you smoked weed last year. Yep. Like that's really what that's it tells you. It's yeah. not gonna tell you if you have cancer, as far as I know. <laughs> I'm not an oncologist. 
maybe talk to one of those really qualified oncologists you'll find in Mexico. Right. There's a ton of them there. Yes. We almost need to do a podcast just for the real oncologists because I feel bad. I, I kind of people. want to. I, I want to do a mini so and I want to interview. We should like interview yeah. the real, you know, the real medical professionals of Mexico who are actually getting stuff done and yes. actually helping people. Yes, there are people. And Texas. <laughs> and Texas. Yeah, Texas. It's not all Although bad. Texas. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to cure their own. Yeah. So I want to let everyone know, first of all, we alluded to this earlier in the podcast, but we do now have an Instagram account. Can you believe it? I'm kind of, it makes me sick a little bit, but I was like, ah, I'm on Instagram anyway. It's for me, the nicest of the social media. It's mostly just fun pictures. Yeah. And it's, I believe it's just at none dare call it ordinary, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. Um, Okay, good. Yep. And we, uh. We're trying to do fun stuff with that, so you could follow us there if you'd like. And again, we still have an email address, ordinary at gmail.com. Let us know if you or anyone you love has been scammed by one of these cancer assholes. Yeah. Uh, maybe we've covered something you really liked, or maybe we covered something and you think we're totally wrong about it. Let us know, and we'll be sure to ignore it, maybe, or, you know, maybe we'll read it and, you know, take it into consideration. Yes, I agree. And with that, we're done! We're done!